Hello, Riverton and Fremont County. This is Bethany Baldus with the Local Ladies Podcast in the 10Cast studio. Today, I am joined by Kate DeBoe-Hayes, and she is a local resident that has high ground coaching, which is a life life coaching. What are you, a company? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just I life am. coaching. Okay. <laughs> so how are you doing today, Kate? I'm wonderful. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here in the studio for the first time. It's beautiful. Yeah. Have you ever been in County 10? I have been in here, but I haven't yeah. been in this, this room. room. It used to be the HR room, which is why you can't see anything. Ah. Yeah. <laughs> it's where the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> the, the podcasting now. Yes. Excellent. But thank you for having me. <laughs> yes. Um, I'm very excited. And I guess I'm just a l- little bit curious what life coaching is and what it looks like in people's lives. Sure. Well, thank you. Um, so life coaching really, for me, and for the place where I got my certification is really all encompassing. So, you know, in today's world of 24 seven, everything, life is everything. Life is your business. Life is your kids. Life is what you do when you're not doing your business or being with your kids. So life coaching can be everything. It could be business coaching. I do a lot of things politically. I am a, I like to help candidates with their soft skills. And now that I've added, campaign management to my kind of coffer of offerings uh, I can offer with hard skills too. So life coaching for me is all encompassing, right? You know, and so I get to help people with setting their goals and planning and taking your goals from paper to reality, which for me personally is one of my most favorite things to do. (laughs) Um, And I'm really happy to say that my husband who may be listening um, is now completely on board and for the first year has done all of his goals <laughs> in writing. <laughs> so my question is on this though, um, is it your favorite thing to help other people do or is it also your favorite thing for you to do? Great question. Um, it is my favorite thing to do for myself because mm-hmm. I have learned that when I am really dedicated and when I have a really well-planned goal and a really great why behind my goal, that there is absolutely no way I can fail. And I have done in the past five years, I would think really intensive goal work. Mm -hmm. And I've seen the payoff, not only in my personal life, but in my business. Sure. Um, And it is 100% the reason that I'm sitting across from you today. Right, right. So So, um, I guess, what got you into life coaching? Like, I feel like that's something that has a story behind it. (laughs) Yeah, well, um, interesting. It probably does. And (laughs) it started with, I was in sales management. So I was a advertising sales person here in Wyoming. And it started, we were bought out by a large corporation. And the compensation started to decline, like they would start taking this away and then that away and then this away and then that away until finally I was thinking, boy, I could really go work at Walmart and make the same amount of money. (laughs) And, you know, outside sales is a really tough thing. And to realize how much you're making per hour finally, and you have to start thinking about, okay, what am I good at? And so, you know, I was a manager and I had mentored people and I brought them along and I was in charge of them. And I started to think about where my skills lie. And then, oddly enough, I got cancer. Mm. And so I had to really think about that part of my life. Right. Um, And I was also married to an alcoholic, and you Mm -hmm. can cut any of this out. Um, (laughs) But this is the story. And I was married to an alcoholic, and and I lived in the wilderness, which is what I wanted. That was my passion. And when I started to come home from treatment and had to 
proceed to chop wood to heat the house for the night. Mm. Um, and living with a man who wasn't working and hadn't worked for eight years. And all of these things start to fall into place of, you know, why am I still doing this? Why am I on this hamster wheel of life and working so hard for all of these things that weren't giving me any sort of happiness or any sort of uh, peace. Right, right. And so once I got through treatment and once I got through my marriage and ending that and and starting to really speak up for myself and what I want in life, uh, it really struck me that that's my power is to help other people find value in their life and helping them see it and get it for their own, for their own self. It's so amazing how so so often the struggles that we go through are what put us on our life path. Like we can't figure out life until we've struggled a little bit. Mm -hmm. I think that's, it's always a hard lesson. I was just telling my eight-year-old the other day that nobody controls your emotions but you, so you can't let the outside stuff get to you. You have to continue on, and it feels like that's kind of what it was. It was mm-hmm. like, I'm not going to let this get this get me. I'm going to let myself go on. Yeah, so. and you know, our emotions are our litmus test for everything, mm-hmm. right? And and when we start feeling that way, and, and I, always, I, I say this too, um, I, I was doing a program for the Wyoming Cancer Initiative, and you know, I told them literally cancer saved my life. Yeah. You know, it did. <laughs> it, it really <laughs> put, put like everything in perspective. Yes. And thank God I'm a survivor and, right. you know, and congratulations. <laughs> um, but for that to really, our emotions are there to let us know when things are right and when things are wrong. Mm-hmm. And so to recognize them and have the power to then say, okay, what can I learn from this? Mm-hmm. You know, that is really what high ground coaching is all about is, is, figuring out what feels right and doing more of seems like a really simple thing. But if I can bring value and add value to people being able to do that with their own life, then I've done my job for the day. Sure. Um, What does it look like when a new client comes to you or when they contact you? So really what we do first is we have a conversation, much like you and I are having right now, about what they want and what they see out of a coach. And coaching isn't a formula Um, a lot of people say, well, you know, what's your structure? And it's really hard to say that because Bethany as a client might have one thing she needs where Joe might have a completely other thing he needs. Bethany is also very resistant to goals, I found out. (laughs) And planning. (laughs) And planning. (laughs) I'm not a planner or a goal setter. Yes. (laughs) I just go for it. (laughs) And that's a, that's a, that can be really good at some times, right? right? And then kind of really awful at other times. so it really depends. So right. the before we start coaching, we really have to have a conversation to see if we work well together mm-hmm. and to see and to lay out, I should say, expectations about what you're going to get out of the coaching. Sure. So there's certain things that coaching can do, and that is they can help you develop a plan. They can help you um, really put a timeline on that plan, and they can help you with skills and tools necessary to make those plans plans come true accountability yes what they cannot do is do it for you yep <laughs> so I like to kind of relate it to house cleaning mm-hmm. right like you can give someone all of the mops and all of the solutions and the buckets and the scrubbers but you can't actually clean the house for them mm-hmm. and so that's kind of what coaching is coaching comes in and it brings you all of the tools you need but you're the one that has to get in there and do the work 
And if I talk with somebody that is interested in coaching and I find that they don't necessarily want to do the work, then they're not a great client for Sure. Me. They shouldn't waste their money and your yes. time kind of thing. Exactly. Right. right. And so that is what that initial conversation is, is to see if we're really a good match and if I can help you reach the goals that you want to reach. Right. Well, and I even think it's one of those things, um, just in a little bit, we've worked together I feel like there's a lot of something built into why I'm resistant to goal setting. Mm-hmm. And so I think that it's even fighting through like those kinds of things. Yes. Okay. Give yourself a small goal then and like figuring out the ways to have that happen. Right. So. And when resistance comes up, figuring out where the resistance comes yep. from yep. and ways you can work around that resistance. Mm-hmm. Because if, if the client doesn't necessarily want to address where the resistance comes from, then I can understand that as a coach and I can try and backdoor it right? and say, okay, well, if this is where your resistance is and you don't really want to talk about that, then let's talk about what we can do. Right, right. Um, But inevitably, and I'll tell you this, just inevitably that resistance will come up again. Right, right. And so, but you have to talk people through that. And initially, if they don't, if they come and say, you know, well, I don't really want to talk about my relationship with my mother. Well, <laughs> well, I'm not your psychologist. So right. That's okay. That's fine. <laughs> There's other people that can talk about yeah. that, but eventually it may come up and we can talk about that if right. we want to. Right. Right. Um, so it, it doesn't have to go all the way to childhood. Sure. Um, and then how long is a client usually in your services? Like what are they looking at for, um, length of time and then how often they're meeting with you? That's a great question. And I have a a regular schedule that I like to keep. And what I find most effective is once a week for at least 90 days, but I would recommend six months. Really getting those habits set in place. Mm Yes, exactly. Because it's not just 21 days I've figured out. (laughs) Yes, I know we all love to think that a habit is 21 days, (laughs) but unfortunately it's just not. And it really does work really well at a six-month. I've, I've worked with people for a year, mm-hmm. and they've had phenomenal results because after a year of getting together once a week, and it doesn't always have to be for the same amount of time. Um, sometimes a week might go by, and, and we just have to talk for 20 minutes or 15 minutes, but then next week we might have to talk for an hour. Right. And so it's really flexible as far as that goes because I'm here to give you what you need. I'm not here for any reason for me. Right. So if if you do need me for the whole hour, then that's great. Right. You know, right. we're there for the whole hour. Um, but once a week is really imperative. When I first started, and I'll tell you this, when I first started coaching, people were really resistant to the one week. And so I would give in as a mm-hmm. new coach and be like, okay, we can do it every 10 days or every two weeks. And what I found is that people that meet regularly, meaning once a week, they just get more benefit out of the coaching. And for me as an entrepreneur, you know, it's my my mission to bring value and that ends up being the best value is really meeting regularly once a week. Right. Um, when you're meeting, um, I'm guessing like it's probably like a Skype or face-to-face is probably the best to have kind of that personal touch. Yeah, I use Zoom. So mm-hmm. yeah, definitely video conferencing. Um, I think Skype is a thing of the past. I don't know why I keep saying that. <laughs> no judgment here. I'm a Zoom girl. <laughs> yeah. I don't. I, I use Zoom too. I think it's like Xerox becoming the yes. <laughs> Kleenex. Kleenex. Um, so I do like to meet in person. However, I have a lot of clients in Casper and in Cheyenne. And whenever I go to those towns, I always try to meet them in person. Mm-hmm. Not only that, uh, 
for their coaching, but it also builds up that rapport. Sure. And I'm a very uh, face-to-face kind of gal. You know, I was, I'm was i a salesperson, so I'm that belly-to-belly kind of, that's mm-hmm. just totally old-fashioned too, belly-to-belly. <laughs> but um, I'm very much, I like that in-person contact. Right, too. right, right. Well, and I think that it's so um, hard nowadays because it's so easy to just be on Facebook and feel like you're connected, but right. you're not actually connected to anybody. And mm-hmm. so, like, actually having that connection I feel like would be important yeah um on your side do you like as a coach do you get coached by somebody like do you have somebody helping you through the day-to-day I do Mm -hmm. I um my coach that I got certified from um her name is Gina DeVee she's a uh also a she's a very high-end life coach nowadays uh so she's not my I don't use her anymore I use one of her her People, People. <laughs> you'll uh, be there someday. Yes, <laughs> you got this. You. <laughs> so, uh, yes. So, I still have a coach, and then I also have what we call a mastermind partner. So, I have a mastermind partner that I talk to every Monday, uh, and we have. She lives in Scotland. Oh, cool. Yeah, and talk about cultural differences. Yes, too. it's really wonderful. And I met her through my coaching certification program, which was an international women's group, and that was a really great way to meet women from all over the world that wanted to help other women, you know, reach their best selves. So it was a wonderful year. It was really amazing. And I came up with some really great friends. And so, yeah, I have a mastermind partner that I meet every week. We talk about what our goals are for our business that week, what our goals are for personal that week, and we hold each other accountable. So yeah, I definitely have a support system as well. And sometimes you set goals and then Someone randomly gets a hold of you and says, hey, let's do a podcast. And so you got to add that then. You betcha. <laughs> um, and your goals should be flexible enough to include that. To include that, exactly. <laughs> they can't be so rigid. I they think cannot. that's what I have trouble with is the rigidness. Yes. Like I, I'm more of a free. <laughs> so yeah. um, so uh, I guess like into the realm of your nonprofit mm-hmm. side then, what would be the difference between um, coaching and mentorship? Great question. So coaching is really more of, that's a great question. (laughs) How do I want to phrase that? Uh, Coaching is definitely more of a Mm non-peer-to-peer. Where mentoring, at least some of the mentoring I do in Connect to Women, is much more peer-to-peer mentoring. And I really learned this through my coaching certification, which was all women. I had never really been ingratiated into an all-women atmosphere to know what benefits mm-hmm. come with that. Mm-hmm. And after that year of immersion into that, I realized that strong women can help other women. And it's so effective and it's so powerful. And so the Connect to Women piece, which is my nonprofit, is really all about that peer-to-peer mentorship. Mm-hmm. And we do have a mentor program, but we also have the event, mm-hmm. which is happens every spring. This year it's happening May 20th and 21st. And I'm really excited about this because this is the third year that I have really taken it over. So it started as a as a conglomerate of women. Um, so this is going to be actually the fifth year of Connect to Women Conference. But the first couple years was put on by a group of women who really wanted to just get women together so that they could connect and network and mm-hmm. possibly find mentorship. So two years after that, the that group didn't want to really 
Because it's a lot of work. Event planning is a lot of <laughs> <Yes>. work. <laughs> so um, they offered for me to just take it over. Mm-hmm. And um, I jumped at the chance. And it was actually really funny because you talked about you just go into things. Mm-hmm. And this is one of those things that my husband is a complete uh, thinker. Right. And I'm a doer. Right. And so when I called him about this opportunity, I said, you know, it's going to be, I, I've got to like buy the license from them. And it's, you know, it's quite a, you know, do we really want to do this? And he's like, I don't even know why you're thinking about this. Just <laughs> why do just it. Just do it. <laughs> and it took me a few days to be like, just do it. What? Um, That's not how you act. Right. <laughs> you're supposed to be giving me advice. And so it was just a perfect fit though right. with everything that I'm doing. And it's really my passion project. Connect to Women is so wonderful and it brings women together from all over the state. And I'm being very careful to, to keep it to right now, Wyoming women mm-hmm. and we because are special. We, and we have so many resources. Yes. There's so many amazing Wyoming women out there that I will never run short of great women to come and speak at this event. You know, I've, I've, I often am in the middle of doing things and I'm like, I don't think women in other places have to be able to do this. But, right. Um, like there was a time that I got a flat tire out in the middle of nowhere and I had my little tiny kids. It was in the middle of hot, hot summer and these horses came over to like see what we were doing. And I was like, just give me the horsepower to put the tire on. <laughs> but like Wyoming women have to have that little bit of grit in them. And right. so I, I appreciate you keeping it to Wyoming women because I do think we are special. Yes. And, you know, on that point, I've been, after last year was such a success. I had more women attend than ever. We had almost 150 women. Wow. There, and it was just so phenomenal. And the vibe was just so great. And I've been getting emails from women across the nation that want to come speak to it. And that says a lot, I think, for what we can do in Wyoming. Right. And I have very happily responded to their emails and said, this is a Wyoming-only event. Right. I, I would love for you to come and see what we're doing here. Right. But we only have women in Wyoming right, right. now. Which, I mean, eventually, who knows, maybe it turns into chapters in individual states. If somebody else wants to take that, (laughs) you can just be over the top. Yeah, that'd be great. (laughs) Because it's a great concept, I think, of really highlighting the people in your backyard. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. And, and women do bring a lot of skills to the table that kind of get glossed over sometimes that should never be glossed over. I agree. And so this year I always start out with an intention of what the theme is. And I will tell you, I don't know if it's ever really gone all the way through to fruition because I get a great idea and then you know things just Squirrel. Kinda, yeah, start to snowball and all of a sudden it's taken a life of its own right it is what it is it goes the path it's supposed to go exactly and people come up that are supposed to come up and so right now in January my idea is um, trailblazers okay so I'd love mm. to have so any of you out there listening if you know some real trailblazing women Get them in touch with me at info at connect to women, number two, women.org is my email there. Um, you can go on Facebook. We're at connect number two women um, on Facebook, and uh, that's the website as well. So you can contact me any of those ways. If you know any great women that have amazing stories, because what I've really found out about doing this for years, and I've been involved with Connect to Women since it started, is that it's all about the connection, right? Mm-hmm. And it's in the name, and it's part of our what we do, but you probably have somebody you know that knows somebody that would be phenomenal. And the other thing is, is that all of these women that come and speak, they don't, they're not your average, regular, everyday women, right? They're women that come up. I had, for instance, we had, I think the year you were there, we had the 
assistant warden at the mm-hmm. Lusk she prison. She was amazing. Amazing, right? Grew up <laughs> in the, the projects in yep, LA. Yep. And everybody's thinking, I have nothing in common with this right. woman. And then it, by the end, when she was done talking, first of all, there wasn't a dry eye in the house. Right. And she could barely leave the room. Right. Everybody wanted to talk with right. her because everybody can relate. Once you start telling your story and you start telling about the the obstacles you've had to overcome and the joys that you've got to see. I mean, everybody can start to relate. Mm-hmm. And that's what's so wonderful about Connect to Women is it brings all of these women together right? from different backgrounds. But we all have the we all have one thing in common, right? We all live in this place that we call home. Right. Which is magic. And I mean I think that you go you went from like the warden of the Lusk prison to the um the, the welder uh, welder yes and yes. she got on and she she i'll never forget like she had to start out on facebook live and like it was the and she was the most dynamic human i think i have yes. ever experienced yes and we are um for to every- go slow um to Brie, yep, yes, yep. from Go Slow, Wyoming. <laughs> yep, yep. I mean, just amazing women mm-hmm. out there doing really, really incredible things. Yes. And it's just so much fun. So I can't wait to see what comes of this year. <laughs> Who, knows? Who knows? Well, and I was going to say, Trailblazers is such a beautiful thing for Wyoming because I often think about what the women who came here originally had to have been made of. Yes. Because I don't think I could have survived the winter without my house. Like, right. and, and so, I mean, like, the, the grit and the, the tenacious spirit that um, came into the state and we come from that so I mean mm-hmm. and I think um, I think so much of South Pass how hard it would have been right. to be a woman up there and and I just uh, volunteered at a camp summer kids camp up in uh, Tory Basin mm-hmm. for the National Bighorn Sheep mm-hmm. Museum they did a summer camp and you know people lived in Tory Basin in the middle of winter. And one of those women that was there was left alone all winter with her baby. Mm. Wow. So when you're talking about hardship, it's like, right. yeah, I mean, yeah. it's some people like me weren't born here, but we choose to live here because that's who we are. Right, right. You know, and I'm really grateful that I get to live my true authentic self and be sure. part of this wonderful place. But some people choose to leave, which is another, I think, thing that the more we can give women in reference to personal and professional development and connection, which is really what Connect to Women is for, is because people will tell you as women that there's not a lot of resources for us here in Wyoming, right? We live in small communities. We um, live in this little sphere, Mm -hmm. you know, and what Connect to Women does is allow us as women to look up. Right. And it allows us to look up and see what other people are doing out there and what are you learning about and what are you practicing every day and what lights you up, mm-hmm. Bethany, you know, maybe it would light me up too. Right. And right. you get to experience Riverton, it light, no. Yeah. <laughs> we do have the best Christmas lights. We do. Um, which are not on, but they're still up. I don't understand that. Is it, it's the city. It's all right. Okay. They, we, we, it's way more important for them to do the things they need to do until it's time to take them down. Okay. <laughs> they're, they're very cautious with our tax dollar, okay, I would say. Okay, Okay. Um, so, yeah, so that's, I think, you know, it, for Connect to Women, we really want to, we want to engage and we want to inspire and we want to connect. And mm-hmm. those are kind of the three things that if 
I bring something to the Connect to Women conference, it has to do one of those three things. Mm -hmm. So I encourage people to come. It's two days, I know, out of your life, but we don't start until the afternoon so that you can drive in that day. And we start early enough so you can drive home that next day. I really appreciate that when I went. um, And then the next event that we're going to talk about does that as well. Mm -hmm. Because I think that sometimes when events are planned in Wyoming, that is so sorely forgotten Mm -hmm. what it takes to get there. (laughs) It is. And, you know, I'm really conscientious about knowing that every woman doesn't have a support system and a support system that they can take five days off Mm -hmm. to go to a three-day conference and have one day on either end to travel you know sometimes we've got to get up early and we've got to drive in because we're trailblazers we are (laughs) yes even though now at my age 51 (laughs) I uh don't want to drive at night anymore (laughs) I'm only 30 whatever 33 and I don't want to drive at night either. (laughs) Anyway, so that's really, um, you know, what Connect to Women is all about is bringing these women together. And then I do have the mentor program through Connect to Women too, which this year has doubled in size from last year. And we've just really gotten a great crew together. And I'm hoping to just grow that even more because it connects women from around the state. So that's how that's going to grow out is that you'll have like pods then kind of in each community as it gets bigger and bigger and they get more and more mentors within the community. I'm hoping that. And I've also done an on the road with Connect to Women this Mm -hmm. year. I did one in Casper. And another, you know, kind of shout out to those ladies who can't take off work and who don't have someone to watch their kids overnight. You know, I would love to bring half day of Connect to Women that brings the spirit of engagement and inspiration and connection to their community. So if anybody out there is listening that wants to bring a Connect to Women to your community, please reach out to me and, and let's find a way to get it there. Cause that's what connect to women is really all about. I mean, it's in the name. so <laughs> It's pretty easy. Yes. Let's do it. <laughs> um, so then that leads into the next step of then like kind of the more political role of um, the leap in leadership, Wyoming's Wyoming women's legislative caucus. <laughs> yeah, it is a mouthful. It is. Um, so one thing that high ground coaching does is I do, workshops and I lead um, panel discussions and things like that. So when the opportunity came up for a new planning coordinator for Leap into Leadership, which is the women Wyoming Women's Legislative Caucus event that they do every year to inspire women into leadership roles and political candidacy, um, I really jumped at the chance. And I was super grateful and really honored that the Legislative Caucus gave High Ground Coaching the opportunity to do this. And it's a nonpartisan workshop that starts once again in the afternoon Mm -hmm. in Cheyenne on February 18th and 19th. And we will talk about what it's really like to be a candidate. And I'm bringing part of what we do in Connect to Women over there. And we're going to do like TED Talk style uh, presentations from some women that have been on the road in campaigns. And they're just going to tell their story. Mm -hmm. And I think it'll give a really great concept and real life view of what it's like to campaign Mm -hmm. and uh, those ladies are going to be we have a woman from Laramie who has run on the Democratic ticket now twice Mm -hmm. I've got a lady from Saratoga who has run several times for um, city council and county clerk Mm -hmm. and then I've got Christy Racines who is our state auditor and from Riverton and from Riverton (laughs) so a little shout out to her so and she's always super giving when it Mm -hmm. comes to asking her to do things so I really appreciate that so those three ladies are going to just do little um 
kind of spotlights. Mm-hmm. And then we're going to have a grassroots candidate panel of which Bethany is going to be on, <laughs> which I'm very grateful for. And um, what's really important to remember with this leap into leadership is it's not just for people who are interested in running for office, but also women that are interested in getting into leadership roles. So we're going to have a session on boards and and what benefit, mm-hmm. how it benefits you to get on a board and pitfalls to being on a board. That's such a big deal. And um, it's actually, I um, feel like it's one of the toughest things is in our society, we don't teach people how to volunteer. Yes. And so um, at some point, we kind of lost that um, teaching our kids how to volunteer. And so I think that it's very hard for people to start. Mm -hmm. So um, I think that it sounds like a phenomenal useful and I can't even tell you how many boards I'm on I just get emails and <laughs> and they yeah. tell me when to be and where to be but it, it is like something that's very big for the community and for yourself and all of those things to be mm-hmm. so involved within your community it so. does and it gives you a great opportunity to take on some leadership roles and mm-hmm. to see what you like and what mm-hmm. you don't like and what mm-hmm. fits your personality and we're also going to talk about how to gracefully exit Right. You know, because sometimes you don't fit. Sometimes you don't fit. (laughs) And sometimes you've got too much. Yep. Sounds like my co-host here might have too much. I don't (laughs) know. I keep doing what I do, though. (laughs) It's weird. (laughs) So Uh, there's going to be that. And then, um, you know, of course, we have the legislative dinner, uh, which mm -hmm. is the first night at Leap into Leadership. And this year, we've got an amazing woman, astronaut Abby. And um, she is going to be, self-proclaimed, going to be the first woman on Mars. So, so amazing. So really excited. She's a big STEM advocate and a social media giant when it comes to STEM advocacy. And she's coming out to Cheyenne to speak to all of us. It's going to be really fun. Did you see my post the other day about my American Girl doll? No. So a few So I am sorry I've been off Facebook for like oh, two it's weeks. It's all right. You should be. Everybody should be. But so I, a few years ago, we went to American Girl Doll store in Denver and they had a um, astronaut um, American Girl Doll was the American Girl Doll for the year. Wow. So I got her or Jared bought her for me. And like, I wrote this amazing post about going to like, like reaching for the moon and sometimes you miss and you just, or reaching for the stars and only getting to the moon, but it's all right. And um, then when I saw that astronaut Abby was going to be there, I'm like, ah. Yes. (laughs) So I've been, I've started following her and I'm really excited about that. She's going to be really dynamic. And I'm hoping that she really attracts some young people, Mm -hmm. you know, people that maybe wouldn't think about going to leap into leadership, but might come. I've already had people ask me if they could bring their young daughters to the dinner, which is fantastic and that's That's actually a good idea that's really i you know a really great hats off to the wyoming women's legislative caucus for bringing astronaut abby to cheyenne i think Mm -hmm. it'll be really really wonderful and it's definitely a different um keynote than what you usually would think of yeah (laughs) it is so i'm i was so excited to see that um so then um as far as all of this, I think it's so amazing how it like all just builds up on top of each itself. But I feel like that's kind of who we are as people as well. Right. So like when yeah. we when we go through the coaching, we go through the mentorship, and then it eventually leads into leadership and that kind of stuff. And I think that that's something we're getting to the point where my generation is going to have to start stepping up eventually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so um, I, I'm just so happy to see all the work that you're doing. And um, I think that Wyoming has potential to really ha- create, um, we already have amazing women leaders. You said 18? 
in the caucus? Right now, yes. So we are definitely looking to inspire more women yes. to run for state office and local office. We have the lowest, you said, in the country? Not quite. Not quite. Okay. Um, but I will tell you, this: the um, Nevada has the most. And Nevada is doing amazing things with their state legislature. And, you know, look to Nevada and see what's going on there. And the reason I say that is because women are reaching across the aisle and working with other women in their state legislator, leg- legislature to get things done. Mm-hmm. And that very much goes with uh, that quote that you read from Pope John Paul mm-hmm. in that when women get involved, they can work together regardless mm-hmm. of whether they agree or not to move forward. Right. And, you know, Mike Enzi always has that quote about getting 80% of what you want and compromising, and that word compromise has really fallen out of our vernacular. Sure, sure. And it's, I want it all or nothing. Yes. Yep. And I think women have the opportunity. It doesn't mean we always take it, but we have the opportunity to bring compromise back. Mm-hmm. And the more women that we can elect, and you know, I don't, I don't, I certainly don't advocate just voting for a woman because she's a woman. Obviously, right. Um, you know, but they need to be doing the work. And they do, <laughs> and they need to be in line with what you personally yes, believe, you yes. know, because we do have our beliefs and yes. we should vote according to them. Yes. But I do believe that if we can really raise the bar and elect really high quality women that are advocating for their constituents, mm-hmm. that the conversation at the state level would just improve. Right. I mean, you can't not have a whole group of citizens involved and expect it to be a quality conversation. Right. Having said that, leap into leadership hopefully can inspire other women, women right. and give them the tools. Well, it's even like um, um, Andy Clifford. Uh, I don't know if you've been following the tribal ID um, conversation, but mm-hmm. they came up with such a great solution for what they're going to propose for this year's bill and I'm just so excited for her and she is a woman who's willing to jump on board for anything for her people mm-hmm. and I've just I've been really proud of her shine as a legislator in our community so excellent I I agree that I think that it's like about finding those people that are willing to put themselves out there because it's not easy to run and right I, next year I'll find out that it's not <laughs> I don't so, want to do it, yeah. but I'll help you. Well, and I think that that's another important um, conversation, though, is that you may not be interested in being the elected, but there are so many support roles that... Thank take, you. Yes. For that lead-in. Yeah. Um, yes, that's another thing we're going to talk about at LEAP this year, which I think has been overlooked, is mm-hmm. the role of the volunteer. Mm-hmm. And the volunteer can be so many things. Like, it doesn't just mean putting leaflets on door handles. Right. And there's so many things that as a volunteer that you can add to a candidacy Mm -hmm. um, or a board. Right. Or any kind of leadership role. There's so much you can do without actually being the candidate. Right. Um, So, yes. Supporting the candidate. um, Right. All of the little things that go into building a campaign are big at the end. Right. So, you know, attend LEAP not only if you want to be a candidate, but if you want to be a leader or you want to help other leaders. Mm-hmm. And I think all of those things come into play when it comes to quality conversations at the state level. Mm-hmm. And we all need to kind of just step up and find what our role is and then do it. Yes. Very good. I am so excited. I think that I'm excited to go to LEAP this year. And um, 
I think one of the best days for me, it was an inspiring day, is the morning that you guys just sit and watch um, session. Yeah. <laughs> so we're going like, to do that again this yes. year. Uh, day two is going to be, um, well, Superintendent Balo mm-hmm. is going to host us at the well, Capitol. She does a great morning She does. Breakfast. And uh, we're going to get a tour. And you'll be in the Capitol this of year. Of the new Capitol, <laughs> yeah. And we're going to get a private tour from the uh, legislative office. Nice. Is going to give us a tour of the new Capitol, and we'll get to see all the cool remodel. Um, and then, yeah, we get to go watch the legislature and get introduced at the legislature. And at that point, you know, the program kind of ends. So if you are able to stay in Cheyenne for the afternoon, you can certainly just be a guest at the legislature. So when I went in 2018, that was the first time I had ever like sat and watched legislature Mm -hmm. and I had to get home that afternoon. I stayed obsessed as long as I humanly possibly could before I had to get (laughs) on the road. And I'm like, I really love this. (laughs) Like it's, it's such a great, and I encourage people to tune in as much as they can, which I know people like, eh, I don't know, but the debate is just fascinating, and it's yeah. not very often anymore that you get to hear good old-fashioned debate back and forth that's kind and to the point and all of the right things that a debate should be. So. Yes, and you know, another thing, one of the topics that I'm not able to cover at this Leap in Leadership uh, because of that it, it's held during legislature, right? Um, but I'm going to do it at Connect to Women, mm-hmm. and that is what it's really like to get a bill passed. Oh, <laughs> yep. <laughs> you know, what does it really entail um, from the community involvement people mm-hmm. to the lobbyists? Mm-hmm. And, the, you know, people don't understand really what lobbyists do, but they perform a real, in. I mean, they are such an integral part of getting legislatures, legislation <laughs> passed. Um, they, they play such a key role in that. So getting legislation passed and the, the role that lobbyists play is something I would really like to also lay out. And then have a couple of representatives there to, to let you know what it is on their side. So, you know, we all remember that schoolhouse rock or maybe just people my age do. <laughs> I do too. Okay, good. Um, about, you know, how the steps, but it's so much more than that. So we're this year at Connect to Women, we're going to have a, a session on, you know, what is the real life of a bill in the state legislature? You know, and it's and, and the difference between a budget year and mm-hmm. a general session, I mean, it's huge this year, the difference between what it takes for something to actually get pushed through because they should be focusing on the budget. And so right. um, I think that that's another thing. And then I'm always amazed, and I know it's just because I'm weird, but when people say I'm just not into politics, I'm like, I bet if you read through all, like even half the bills, you would find something in there that directly affects you and your livelihood and you need to be involved in some way. And so (laughs) if you're a breathing, it affects you. Yes, exactly. And so, and so it is like, I think so much of it is just teaching people those simple steps of like, this is how you get involved and that it isn't always that you have to drive down to Cheyenne. Sometimes you can go to the committee meetings when they're in your own community and Mm -hmm. finding that information. Yeah, and you can, the legislative office, the LSO, has uh, a website that you can go and you can get emails, Mm -hmm. and they'll tell you when meetings are in your town. Mm -hmm. And it's, I think one of the reasons people say I'm not into politics is because right now it's so divisive. Yes, and it's only national. And it is. And um, there's a lot of things that are not divisive. And, you know, that's one of the reasons that I do what I do is to hopefully elevate the level of conversation to the fact that you can have a conversation with someone you don't agree with. Mm-hmm. And it's okay to not 
hate them. Yes. <laughs> and, and then and then agree with them on something else. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. Or yep. at least walk away a better person because you figured out why they believe what they do. Yes. And yes. sometimes that's the best way to beat them. Yep. Yep. Is to figure out what their why is. Yes. So, yeah. Very good. Well, thank you so much, Kate, and I really appreciate you. Um, let's go through how people contact you again. Oh, I would love quick. to. Sure. So, for High Ground Coaching and Development, um, that is my website. It's High Ground Coaching and Development. I know it's really long, but High Ground Coaching <laughs> was a ministry in Alabama. Oh. So it's uh, the full name is High Ground Coaching and Development, and it's just dot com is the website. Feel free to go to there. I am going to be adding things in the next few months, so kind of stay tuned for some new things at High Ground Coaching. And then Connect Two Women is Connect Number Two Women, and that's a dot org because we are a nonprofit. And you can certainly reach me through any of those websites. And then if you're interested in the Wyoming Women's Legislative Caucus and their Leap into Leadership event, you can certainly go to that website, which is the Wyoming Women's Legislative Caucus. And then there's it's a longer than. Um, than high ground coaching and development. It is. I'll have to count the it's probably <laughs> yeah. longer. Um, and then uh, there's a tab for Leap into Leadership, and you can register there and everything. And um, you can register just for the workshops, or you can register just for the dinner to see Astronaut Abby, or you can uh, register for the whole kit and caboodle. And then do you guys have special room rates? We do not. Okay. So there's, we're kind of going to be at Little America the first day, and then we go to the Capitol the second day. Okay. So, uh, But you do that for Connect to Women. For Connect to okay. Women, I definitely okay. do that. Yeah. Um, we're going to have special room rates set up and time blocks and all of that good stuff. And uh, we're going to do something really special. Last night, last year, we were at three different venues. And we had a great time. We moved around. We were at Little America. Then we were at the Botanical Gardens. Mm. We had a great off-site cocktail reception. That was really fun. And we're going to do very similar things. We're going to get around to a few different places in Cheyenne so that you're not stuck in one conference room I've for thought, two whole days. I've thought about that. Like, you go across the country to beautiful Florida or something to go to a conference, and they keep you so busy, which, great, it, you get your money's worth. You never gonna see anything, right. So, right? so it's very good. I'm glad that people will get to see that. I'll get to see some of Cheyenne, at so. least a couple different venues, so you yes. can, uh, you know, see where you want to go eat or anything like that when yes. you're not in the conference. Very good. So it should be fun. Yes. So please come join us at one of those events. Yes. So thank you so much for coming, and thank you for all of the inspiration that you're putting into this state. I, I know that your gifts are being widely spread, and I just really appreciate it. Kate. Well, thank you. I appreciate getting the opportunity and thanks for today it was fun yeah. <laughs> riverton local ladies is hosted by bethany baldez it's recorded in the porter's 10 cast studios located in riverton wyoming at the county10.com offices to contact the show to be a guest to submit questions or feedback or to sponsor a show email 10 cast that's one zero cast at county10.com Follow Local Ladies on Facebook and follow more podcasts by liking 10Cast on Facebook.